worshiping before they came to worship. And I know I get on some of y'all's nerves about not giving you too much time for announcements. But really, I would rather have time for folks to be at the altar than, than on announcements. Um, I really, to be at the altar is a good thing. It's where you leave dead stuff and, uh, and, and, and leave it there. I think there's a lot of healing takes place at the altar. And uh, I'm glad you come. Guys, if you want to take out your, your outlines, we're going to fill in some blanks. So for all you blank filler in there, we're in week nine of, of uh, how God turns setbacks into comebacks. And today is when a setback fills you with fear. I know we talk about fear a lot, but so did the Lord. And uh, everybody loves a comeback, right? Let's re review some truths real quick since we are in week nine. If you, if you got a pen, you can fill in these blanks. There are no comebacks without setbacks, right? Setbacks are just a part of life. It's normal to have setbacks. There are no comebacks without setbacks, whether they're health or financial or Relational, spiritual, your career, we're going to have some setbacks. Number two, every setback is a setup for a comeback. You're being set up. If you're in a setback right now, I want to tell you, you're being set up for a comeback. You're on the way. Number three, a setback is intended not to punish me, but to prepare me for my next stage of responsibility. It's not meant to punish me, but to prepare me. God uses his setbacks to get us ready for what he has in store for us. Amen. And the, the fourth thing I wanted to kind of review on is setbacks are the stepping stones to my future, to my path. The future, that's what setbacks are, are stepping stones. Now, why do we have such a, a hard time with, with, with setbacks? Why do we, we panic? I believe when, when things don't happen as, as fast as we feel they should happen, or when things don't happen how we want them to happen, we worry, don't we? We get anxious. You know, we doubt. Sometimes we think, we even think that God don't know what he's doing. We just don't trust him. We become afraid. And I believe fear is our greatest enemy in life. That's why I talk about it a lot. Fear is a liar, as the song said. Fear, worry, anxiety. But for God to turn setbacks into comebacks, we are going to have to learn how to deal with fear. Going to have to learn to deal with it. So what do you do when a setback fills you with, with fear? Well, if you're filled with, with faith, then you're going to benefit from a setback. But if you're filled with fear, 
you're going to be broken. You're going to be broken by the setbacks that happen in your life. So you choose to be filled with faith or fear. And everybody has secret fears. We all do. I, you know, I, I have some. You have some. I've talked to you about some of yours. I, I listed some of your fears that nobody will ever love you. Some people have a fear that, that your life won't count, that, that it won't matter. Some of you, you have a fear of dying alone. Some of you have a fear of, of never finding true love. Some of you even have a fear of, of, of people would reject you if they didn't know or if they knew the real you. And so you wear masks. You th- you're afraid that they would reject you, that they just won't like you if they found out what you were really like. To see a lot of fears uh, or, or to see a lot of, yeah, we can look at one thing. I know it's not Christmas, but I want to look at the Christmas story. My small group in email this morning, Bert went straight to the Christmas story we'd been reading. I said, I ain't the only one been looking at Christmas this week. You know, but, but Jesus, his birth messed up everybody's plans. It caused a lot of fear, especially for those that were involved at a, at a personal level. The, the angels are always telling someone when we read scripture, they're always telling someone not to be afraid. Y'all ever notice that? In the Christmas story, they told them four or five times, don't be afraid. You know, to those that heard the, the good news for the very first time, it scared them to death. It scared the entire city of Jerusalem. As we read this, this story, I think that we, we are all dealing with the exact same thing 2,000 years later. I don't know exactly the fears that, that you may be dealing with today, you, you know, because of the, those setbacks that are causing you panic, that are causing you to worry, that are causing you to be anxious. But I do know that God doesn't want you or me, one, to be fearful. So I want to show you five common fears real quick that people faced uh, uh, the first Christmas at the birth of Jesus, then I want to show you God's antidotes to those fears. And I believe you will identify with one or maybe more of those fears. Real quick, common fears at the birth of Jesus. Number one, let's look at Mary. Mary faced the fear of inadequacy. Mary faced the fear of inadequacy. That happens sometimes when you have a a setback in your life. I mean, let's look at me. Mary was a peasant girl. She was, she was poor. She was engaged to, a, to, to, to be married. Uh, she had her whole life planned out. Everything was set. This is the way it worked in her community. She was about to be married, and then all of a sudden, this angel shows up and says, Hello, young lady. You're pregnant, and it's God's baby. Think of, put yourself in her shoes. You know, wouldn't you be a little bit nervous? 
It was a setback to her simple plans. She was going to be the wife of a carpenter. It was a setback. She had to be overwhelmed. She had to feel just a little bit inadequate as a 14-year-old girl to be the mother of God's son. Let's look at uh, Luke. What is that? 129 through 34. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. So the angel said, do not be afraid, Mary, for God has decided to bless and use you. You will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, and he will be the son of God. And his kingdom will never end. And then Mary asked, but how can this be? Now look at everything that Mary had to deal with. This, this fear of inadequacy that she has and feels right now is one that, that we all can relate to. What I mean by that is, am I good enough? Am I smart enough? Can I really do this? Can I handle this? Have this fear of inadequacy. Look at the second guy to birth of Jesus, Joseph. Joseph faced the fear of disapproval. He was, the, he was the man that was to be married to Mary. Think about it. Your fiance comes to you with this story. Now, Joseph knows he ain't been with her. That's what he does know. And then his fiance says, God made me pregnant. Think, think about where, where you would be. How are you going to explain that to the guys down at the shop? The shame, the gossip, the criticism that, that he's going to get. But Joseph was a good man. At first, he was going to break it off quietly. Matthew 1 says, now this is how Jesus Christ was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But while she was still a virgin, virgin, she became pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiancé, being a good and righteous man, decided to break off the engagement quietly so it would not disgrace Mary publicly. But after he had considered doing this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, do not be afraid. To take Mary home as your wife. Because the child in her is from God's Holy Spirit. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Joseph was, was faced with this fear of, of disapproval. And so i got to ask you guys. Whose disapproval are you afraid of? Or maybe even a better word for this. Or a better way to word this question is whose approval are you living for? That's a better way to do it. I want you to think about this week. Whose approval are you living for? I had to answer that myself. But for years I lived for my dad's. Whose approval are you living for. You see that the fear of disapproval 
is a trap. You get caught in this trap, you're going to miss God's plan for your life. You'll especially miss God's plan for your life if you're worried more about what other people think and what they would say. And you're not going to hear what, what God has for you. Joseph could have missed out on the greatest blessing of his life if he would continue to worry about other people's approval. He had the distinct honor and privilege of raising Jesus Christ as the Son of God from child up. Amen? The third common fear is this. The shepherds faced the fear of unexpected change. The fear of unexpected change. We all face this when we have setbacks. You know, we don't like change, especially the unexpected change. But picture this. I often think about the shepherds. I, I love the, the shepherds. I relate to them uh, more than I do the wise men, most would say. But they're out there at night. They're just kind of chilling by the fire. The sheep's bedded down over there, and, and they're probably... You know, bedded down there, snacking on some s'mores. <laughs> and, and maybe singing some songs or whatever. They're, they're kind of kind of chill. And then suddenly the sky lights up. And this heavenly host, this choir. And I got to think, would that scare you? You would think somebody put something in my s'more. It would scare you. You'd never be the same again. And they weren't either. But there's a fear of unexpected change. Luke says, That night some shepherds were in the fields outside the village, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory flashed and surrounded them. They were terribly frightened. So the angel said to them, do not be afraid. Don't be afraid. I mean, do you like being caught off guard? No, nobody likes being caught off guard. It, it makes you jump. Do you like unexpected changes in your life? No, no one does. Most time you get this fight or flight reaction. You want to fight it out or you want to leave. Uh, that's what we, that's most times how we handle it. Now, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, this setback is what you have with an unexpected change in your life. But what I've discovered is sometimes a setback is just God showing up in your life. It's just God showing up in your life. You know, you don't realize it at the time, but it's just God showing up. And that could be scary. God showed up in these shepherds' life and they were afraid. But the angel said, don't be afraid. God showing up sometimes scares us because the status quo is upset. Somebody's thinking outside the box that they've created for God. 
They were taught a certain way. But it was never from Scripture. God's ways aren't our ways. His thoughts aren't our thoughts. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. And it's scary. It's scary to be outside that box. But God doesn't want to scare you. The fourth person we want to look at is King Herod. King Herod, he faced the fear of losing control. The fear of losing control. He panicked. King Herod had a setback when Jesus Christ was born. You see, Herod had been uh, appointed by the by the Roman uh, rulers to rule over Israel. They called him the king of the Jews. The Jews didn't like him at all. As a matter of fact, they hated him. You know, you know Herod was, was insecure. He, 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 was, he was mean. He was, he was paranoid. He was scared of being overthrown. If he thought someone was going to overthrow him, he killed him. Let me just tell you some of the people he killed because he thought they was going to overthrow him. His mother, his wife, his brother-in-law. Did I say his brother-in-law? His two, two of his children. Two of his children. And now he hears that the Messiah, the future king of the Jews, was born. He panicked. He panicked. He panicked. He's afraid. So he ordered all these babies under two years of age to be killed because he had this fear of losing control. You ever had a fear of losing control? Come on. Yeah, I'm not talking about killing your <laughs> siblings and stuff, but you want to be in control. And you have a fear if, you, if you're not uh, controlling it. Uh, Matthew 2 says, Jesus was born in Bethlehem during the time that Herod was the king of the Jews. Then some wise men from the east came to Jerusalem and started asking, where is the child born to be the king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this news, he was deeply frightened and disturbed. And so was everyone else in Jerusalem. But you notice he didn't get no angels tell him not to be afraid. It was scary to Herod. It was scary to him. And the whole town was afraid because everyone knew what Herod would do. Everyone knew of his insecurity. You see, when you just want to control stuff all the time, really you're an insecure person. You're insecure. So next time you feel like somebody's controlling them, say, my pastor said you were insecure. Except if you're my wife. <laughs> and my kids. My kids can't say that either. But my question to you is, what are you afraid of losing control of? What are you afraid of losing control of? Or what's out of control in your life that's scaring you to death? What's out of control of your life that, that it is absolutely scaring you to death? That, that you're still pathetically trying to control. You're still trying to control. 
You're trying to control the uncontrollable. Number five, Zechariah. Zechariah faced the fear of being disappointed. Fear of disappointment. He's an old priest. His wife's name was Elizabeth. That's who Bert talked about this morning, one of them. And uh, she's Mary's cousin. And Mary stayed with her for a little while when she was, she was pregnant. And uh, they both were pregnant. Uh, Elizabeth and Zechariah had been, been praying for, for many years to have a baby. But, but it didn't happen until till way later. It just one setback after another and in one of these days one day when Zechariah got, got old and an angel showed up showed up to Zechariah and said look finally gonna happen finally gonna happen your prayers have been heard and answered and 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 Zechariah just couldn't hardly believe it he was afraid to get his hopes up he was afraid that he was going to be disappointed disappointed there was a fear of disappointment you see, it's, it's a common fear when you've had one setback after another. Uh, to, to be, you're, you're, you're afraid you're going to be disappointed. And so he faced this fear. Maybe you've had this fear too of being disappointed. Luke, Luke 1 says, While serving in the temple, an angel appeared to Zechariah. When he saw the angel, he was confused and overwhelmed with fear. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid. Your prayer has been heard. Don't be afraid. No matter what the circumstance, God don't want you to be afraid. And that may be why you're here today. I saw lots of new faces here this morning. I was telling Dave, I said, I see lots of new faces here. You may be here today just for me to tell you that God says, don't be afraid. That may be all you need to get today is don't be afraid. By the way, Zechariah's son, do y'all know who Zechariah's son is or was? John the Baptist. John the Baptist. Jesus Christ's cousin who announced Jesus coming. So which of these fears are you facing? These that, that I just named. Because for God to turn your setback into a, to a comeback, that he wants it to be, you're going to have to exchange your fear for faith. You're going to have to exchange fear for faith. Fear for faith. Fear of a circumstance for a faith in God. So we want to look at real quick, how can I replace my, 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 my fears with faith? I think we got to do the same four things that these folks did at Christmas. Real quick, write this down. Number one, the first thing we have to do is surrender my life completely to God every day. Surrender my life completely to God every day. These are simple answers. We don't get things complicated till we grow up. Kids know. Surrender my life completely to God every day. It starts with surrender. Let it go. Give it up every day. Every day. Mary said this in Luke 1. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant, and I am willing to accept whatever God wants for my life. That ought to be your prayer this morning. As a matter of fact, 
You ought to just whisper that verse. I am the Lord's servant. I am willing to accept what God wants for my life. Could you do that? Could you say, I am the Lord's servant? I am willing to accept whatever God wants from my life. You ought to be saying yourself to that today. And I want to tell you, God will never ask you to do something without also giving you the ability to handle it. You know, it's that old cliche, he doesn't call the equipped, he equips the called. He equips the called. And then when you believe that, your confidence won't be in yourself. Your confidence will be in him. You get that? Write that down. Your confidence won't be in yourself. Your confidence will be in him. That's writing down worthy. You've been, you've been stepping back from not serving him because you don't feel you can do it. You can't. He can't. Job 11. Surrender your heart to God. Turn to him in prayer and give up your sins. Then you won't be ashamed. You will be confident and fearless. Your troubles will go away like water beneath a bridge. And your darkest night will be brighter than noon. Then you'll rest safe and secure. Filled with hope and emptied of worry. Emptied of worry. So we got to take this step. Surrender every day. Faith. Father, I surrender to you today. We got to surrender every day. Be emptied of work. Number two, the second thing is this stop listening to the voices of fear. Stop listening to the voices of fear. Stop listening to the voices of fear. All around you are naysayers, all around you are, are fearful people. The media, in particular, if you don't believe me, turn on the news. Turn on, on, on CNN or Fox. Fearful people. Surrounded by naysayers. Or, or get on Facebook. Fearful people. Surrounded by naysayers. Sometimes, here's what's, now here's what's wild. Maybe even more. Sometimes those fearful voices are inside you. Sometimes you need to stop listening to you. Amen? Romans 14, 23 says, Whatsoever is not based on faith is sin. That's a heavy statement. Whatsoever is not based on faith is sin. Let me tell you something about fear. Fear is the opposite of faith. It's the opposite of faith. Anytime you're walking in fear, you are not walking in faith. You get it? Anytime you're not walking, that you're walking in fear, you are not walking in faith. And let me tell you something else about fear. Fear is highly contagious. 
It's highly contagious. If you hang around fearful people, guess what? You're going to become fearful. You're going to become fearful. Let me give you just a couple of, of practical solutions. Turn off talk radio. Turn off negative TV news shows. I'm going to tell you, the more you listen to them, the more angry you're going to be. Turn on some Mayberry or something. <laughs> Ain't nothing better than Andy Griffin. But turn off negative stuff. You know? Secondly, just start hanging out with people of faith. You know, don't this, this you know, we still got missions to do. But, but, but listen to people of faith instead of fear. It's one of the reasons you need a church family. It's one of the reasons you need a small group. Start hanging out with good, positive people. The third way to replace your fear is this. And this is practical. Nick does this every day at the diner. Fill my mind with music that praises the Lord. Fill my music's important. You know what happens when, when Nick fills the air with music that praises the Lord? Old Jim starts to sing. Boy, y'all ain't never heard nothing like me. <laughs> Fill your mind with music that, that praises the Lord. Guys, if you're having problems with panic, if you're having problems with, with anxiety, Fear, fill your, your mind, your head with music that praises God. Music goes to the soul. It goes to the heart. Fill your mind with that. It's a big cure for worry. Because let me tell you something. You can't worry and worship at the same time. Worship. I'm telling you guys, you lose your fear when God's near. Amen. Amen. You, you, you lose it. Sing to him. Fill your mind with praise. When Mary was afraid, she wrote a song of praise. Let me read, read part of this. I put part of it in here. Then Mary sang, with all my heart, I praise the Lord. I rejoice in God, my Savior. For he notices and cares for me, a simple servant girl. He has blessed me, and he is the mighty one who is holy. He is all-powerful. He can do anything. He meets all our needs, and he keeps his promises. She's filling her mind with who God is and what he can do. That's what Mary's doing. Mary's doing it. I want to give you something. Write this down. Psalm 103. Don't go to it now. I want you to go to Psalm 103 this week. I, I, was I was talking to Chick, J.J., this week, and I told him, I said, I said, King David was a rap artist. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, he was. I told y'all before, rap stands for rhythm-assisted poetry. That's who King David was. You can't read Psalm 103 and tell me he wasn't a rap artist. He put it to music. He put it to music. Psalm 103. Y'all going to read Psalm 103 for me? Don't read it today. But, but there's all counts of where Mary sang, Elizabeth sang, the angels sang, the shepherds sang, Zechariah sang, 
Fill your mind with praise songs. Fourth way to defeat my fears uh, and, 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 and turn it, my setbacks to come back to this. Base my hope on the promises of God. Base my hope on the promises of God. Don't base your hope on what you think you can do. Base your hope on what you think God can do. Luke 145 says, Elizabeth said to Mary, you are blessed because you believed. You believed that the Lord would do what he said. You believed that the Lord would do what he said. You had hope. I'm going to tell you what that gives you. It gives you confidence. So I got to ask you, do you believe that the Lord will do what he said? I believe. I believe. That's why I can walk in confidence now and not in security. That's why I can, I can walk in, in, in confidence now and not fear. I ain't afraid of nothing except for falling off a horse at 45 mile an hour. I don't hit the ground easy no more. <laughs> Let me read Psalm 56. When I'm afraid, I put my trust in God. And when I trust in God, I'm not afraid. I praise him for what he has promised. When you're filled with fear, I just ask you to simply base your hope on the promises of God. Base your hope on the promises of God. Grab that Psalm 103. I'm going to let you borrow it this week. I've been using it enough. Psalm 103. I don't know what fear is, is keeping you up at night right now. But I do know this. If you'll take these four simple steps, I know they're simple. And you're saying, Jim, there's no way it can be that simple. Yes way. It's that simple. If you'll take those four simple steps, you're going to move towards your comeback. You want to move towards your comeback or get even further setback? You're going to move towards your comeback. And then your setback is only going to be a, a, a stepping stone to your future. It's simple. It's simple advice. To hear a message is just to hear a message. But to change your life, you've got to do something about it. You've got to apply the message. It's got to become practical. And I pray that you'll apply it this week. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, Lord, these folks walked in with lots of fears this morning. Some have already been laid down at the altar. Some things, you know, going on with their family life. Some's going on with the job. They're going through some changes. And it's, it's a fearful time. Lord, I pray that they do these these four simple things. I pray that they, they start as these folks did at the altar this morning. They surrendered. <coughs> that they surrendered their life completely to the Lord. And I pray that today they stop listening to those voices of fear. That they stop hanging out so much with those negative folks. That they, they turn off some, some news channels. They turn off some, some talk radio. That's just, just filtering negative stuff in them. Lord, I pray that they turn on WCCV or 88.9. Something that's going to give them some positive, godly wisdom and thoughts. And Lord, I pray that they start singing. Start singing. 
that, 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 that fear is a liar gets hung in their, in their thoughts all day today. That that song's what they sing. And I pray that they remember that their hope is in the promises of God. And he is a promise keeper. Do we love you? And it's in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm.